one way to get better at negotiating and selling is to change your relationship with asking for what you want. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology and the emotions of money while at the same time respecting the math of it. Because you know, these are the elements that impact your results, your feelings, and your experiences. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad you've tuned in today. Whether this is your first episode or you are coming back, I thank you. And if my voice sounds a little hoarse today, well, I've had five presentations over the course of four days, so bear with me. But my energy is high. Um, And speaking of having a high energy, before we dive into today's session, I wanted to make sure that I put on your radar this month's Comfort Circle Dinner because it's just a few weeks away. It's on Monday, May 24th at 6.30 p.m., And during this month's dinner, we're going to explore what it takes to improve how you negotiate by focusing on your mindset, style, and skills. And everyone will have a chance to be in the hot seat and to practice their takeaways. So it should be a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to it because I believe that everyone negotiates every day in every way. So we might as well focus on being intentional about getting better at it. And joining us for this dinner is one way to do that. So to learn more and to RSVP, go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. Now on to today's show. I want to kick it off with a question. And my question to you is, do you tend to only think about negotiating when you are negotiating something that you consider to be a big deal? If yes, then take note. I am aiming to change this perspective. Maybe you follow me on social media and maybe you saw this video that I posted a few weeks ago. But in this video, I shared a story to illustrate the power of last month's theme, which was all about what it is that you want to be known for. And I connected the dots between that and how it led to a speaking engagement. And in terms of how the turnaround works in the corporate space, it was in record time. So here's the backstory. Um, Thanks to a Google search, the firm reached out to me because my site came up in their search and they reached out to me from the contact form on my site. And the date that they did that was March 30th. Between what they read on my site and our subsequent phone conversation, I was able to express my message, my brand, and how I would approach the presentation topic. And clearly, my perspective and style resonated with them because I spoke with them last week, or I spoke for them last week. And the timing could not have been more perfect because the focus of my presentation 
was the same, or I guess I should say is the same, as what we're going to focus on here on the podcast for the next couple of weeks, and that is negotiating. And the reason why I say, uh, you know, the timing could not have been more perfect is because I create, you know, a a general overview of what we're going to talk about each month months in advance. (laughs) So uh, again, the timing could not have been more perfect. But I kicked off my presentation with them the same way I am kicking off my conversation with you right now. And that is with this belief. That belief is that you negotiate every day and every way. And I also believe that when you don't pay attention to how you negotiate in the matters that you consider to be low stakes, you miss out on the opportunity to get better at negotiating when the stakes are high. So to kick off this series and dive into today's conversation a little bit more, I want us to focus on the parallels between negotiating and selling. Because negotiating and selling are critical life skills. But how in the world did these two activities become to be the the thing that is considered by some really smart, high-achieving people? How did it come to be the things that folks would downplay? And, you know, interesting sidebar, during my presentation, I did an anonymous poll, and I I literally did it live during the presentation. And 44% of the attendees self-selected as their negotiating style, as their dominating negotiating style, accommodate and downplay. So again, how in the world did two activities that are considered by many to be critical life skills become the things that some smart, high-achieving people downplay? How is it that many people have either a love-it or a hate-it relationship, both with negotiating and selling? How is this? Despite the fact that these are activities with which you are engaged to some degree on a daily basis. I mean, really think about it. On any given day, you may find yourself pitching an idea, selling a solution in the form of a service or a product, or persuading someone to go to your favorite restaurant. On any given day, you may be trying to resolve a conflict or get a better deal, or you may be attempting to preserve what you already have. Now, I've been using this notion of negotiating and selling to frame up this because, again, I really do believe that they are critical life skills. But I have to tell you, (laughs) I didn't always see that connection so clearly. I didn't always see it so clearly that, A, that they were critical life skills, and I also didn't always see so clearly the parallel. So let me not front and, and behave on this mic as if that's always been the case and as if I've always been good at either. I only consider myself good at negotiating and selling now, which does not mean that I don't get nervous. It just means I do look, consider myself good at those things now is because over the years, I have gotten better at asking for what I want and not just what 
I think I can get. I got better at asking for I want because I am more comfortable in my skin and I feel more deserving. Do you see where I'm going with this? One way to get better at negotiating and selling and selling is to change your relationship with what you're asking for and, and, and asking for what you want. And more than likely, this will involve working on your relationship with yourself. If I was on a pulpit, I would say, can I get an amen? <laughs> um, and look, I realize that some of you listening to this, you've always had you know, or I should say you've always been good at plainly and, and, and directly and compassionately asking for what you really want. For others of you, this remains a lifelong challenge. Yet, if you think about it, if you view negotiating and selling as asking for what you want, you've actually been doing both since birth. When you were a baby, if you were hungry and you wanted to be fed, you cried, you got fed. If you were wet, you cried, your pamper got changed. If you just wanted to feel comforted, you cried and you were picked up and you were held and you felt the warmth of the connection. Now granted, <laughs> it doesn't quite work like that for you now because as you age, the way you express what you want and need evolves. And so does the response you get to your request. And so do your relationships, your relationship with others and your relationship with yourself. And so does how you respond when you begin to realize you have the power to respond to someone's ask of you. You recognize the role you play in helping someone else fulfill a want or need of theirs. The gap in time ends up playing a key role in how you close the gap in getting what you want and need. Here's an example. I sold shoes. I, I may have shared this in a previous episode. I can't recall right now, but I sold shoes in high school at the high-end store in my town shopping mall. In college, I sold makeup behind the Clinique counter at Bloomingdale's. And let me tell you, after those experiences, when I graduated undergrad, I swore I would never sell again. <laughs> oh, the naivete of youth. That's one example. Here's another. Like most women, college graduates, I didn't negotiate my first salary in 1986. Didn't know I could. But I boldly did so during my first performance evaluation, <laughs> maybe my timing was a bit off because I was told I was too aggressive. Ouch. Well, thankfully, I was there for nearly a decade. And in that time, I worked up the nerve that I lost when I was told no at the tender age of 21. Why share these two examples with you? The things that we naturally do without realizing we're doing them that are indeed life skills get shaped and reshaped by our experiences over time and the people in our lives, both personally and professionally. And they get shaped by the people that are associated with those experiences. 
And the same is true for the things that we learn that we quote unquote should do. I have so much more to say with regards to negotiating, especially in terms of focusing on the human side of it. But for today, I want to leave you with something else to think about and also something to do. So in terms of something else to think about, what if we took a cue from the disciplines of medicine and law? Ever notice how they always say, practice medicine, practice law, or practice yoga? (laughs) Wherever you are currently in your relationship with negotiating, there is room for improvement. This is true with all skills. And when it comes to negotiating, treating it as a skill also helps you to avoid the trap of undervaluing it when the stakes are low and overvaluing it when the stakes are high. Now, in terms of something to do, I invite you to reflect on what you negotiated today. Because remember I said, you negotiate every day in every way. What were you negotiating? With whom were you negotiating? How did the experience make you feel? Were you excited? Were you scared? Or were you just ambivalent? You're like, eh. Was it regarding something that you wanted or needed? And do you notice that there was a difference in feeling if it was something that you wanted versus something that you needed? And in this exchange of negotiation, who held the power? And if it was you, how did you exercise it? I'd love to hear all the juiciness of what you noticed. So if you're game, you know, come over to Instagram, send me a direct message or a direct voice message and let me know. Like I said, I've got more to say, but that is it for today's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast, this episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you'd like to join us for May's Comfort Circle Dinner, it's on Monday, May 24th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, and it is on Zoom, so it's still virtual. And our focus is going to be how to improve your negotiating mindset, style, and skills. And you know, we're not going to come to a close without me letting you know, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, tremendous thanks for tuning in to today's episode. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money.